questions are finished. The religious leaders are done. They've run out of traps and tricks. And as they wander off, Jesus has a few things to say about them and to the people gathered listening and watching. Hi, my name is Stuart and you are very welcome to this, our service from St Ninian's Church in Stonehouse. Today, Margaret reads for us. Matthew chapter 23, verses 1 to 12. Then Jesus spoke to the crowds and his disciples. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees are the authorised interpreters of Moses' law. So you must obey and follow everything they tell you to do. Do not, however, imitate their actions, because they don't practice what they preach. They tie onto people's backs loads that are heavy and hard to carry. Yet they aren't willing even to lift a finger to help them carry those loads. They do everything so that people will see them. Look at the straps with scripture verses on them, which they wear in their foreheads and arms, and notice how large they are. Notice also how long are the tassels in their cloaks. They love the best places at feasts and the reserved seats in the synagogues. They love to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to be called teacher. You must not be called teacher because you are brothers of one another and to have only one teacher. You must also not call anyone here an earth father because you have only the one father in heaven. Nor should you be called leader because your one and only leader is the Messiah. The greatest one among you must be your servant. Whoever makes himself great will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be made great. Leadership is difficult. There are plans to be made. There are crises to respond to, often with incomplete information. And at the same time, all the normal daily stuff of any organisation or household or country needs to be looked after. The boxer Mike Tyson apparently once said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. And it's true. Anyone involved in any kind of planning, any kind of work with people or even something like renovating an old property will tell you that the initial plan doesn't often survive past the first few minutes. That's because you can never fully know what you're dealing with until you're in the middle of it. It seems at this moment that's particularly true. Things move very quickly. They seem to change overnight. We've known for months that a second wave of COVID was likely, but at the same time, it seems to have come as a surprise. People talk about being confused about the changing rules and levels, but at the same time, the information's all there. It's readily available. And then there are the moments where someone who should know better breaks the rules. Our response to these things are complex. We're outraged, but often at the same time, we've failed to fully comply too. We've popped into someone's house just for a minute, or we stand too close, or we pop into the shop without a mask. Just because someone doesn't follow their own advice doesn't mean the advice is bad. I'm sure all of us have had do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do moments. And that's where we find Jesus today. The questions have stopped. The leaders have run out of clever traps. And now, with the crowd still gathered and his disciples listening, Jesus points to these religious leaders as a visual aid for a lesson in leadership. Do as they say, not as they do. It must have been really tempting for Jesus to tell everyone just to ignore the leaders. They were pompous and lazy and corrupt and self-serving and full of their own importance. 
They made life unbearably hard for people with a rigid interpretation of the law and they didn't keep the rules that they made. They told the people to be humble, to remember their place as they swanned around with extra long tassels on their prayer shawls and wide straps on the boxes of scripture they fastened to their heads and their arms. They liked to be noticed. They liked for people to give them the best seats. And so it had been for generations. When you tell a group of people they're special and give them privileges that others don't have and authority without many checks and balances, then this is what happens. We see it time and time again. Leaders lay down the law, but then they don't follow it. And it happens with all political persuasions before you get all indignant about a leader that you don't like. And here's the thing. Jesus says, do as they say, not as they do. He points out their hypocrisy. But he tells the people to do as they say. The rules are good rules. You should keep the rules. The rules are the law of Moses and are helpful and just and good. Just because these leaders choose not to keep the rules doesn't mean they're bad rules. So we, like the people of Jesus' time, find that hard. Why should we keep the rules? Why should we do what they say if they don't follow the rules? And it's a good question. Pointing out their hypocrisy, Jesus holds the leaders to account. It takes strength and courage to do that. And the consequences of speaking truth to power can be really severe. And Jesus was about to find that out too. But before we go any further, we need to be clear that Jesus' warning, it wasn't only for the leaders. He has stuff to say to the disciples too. You are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all students. And call no one on earth your father, for you have one father, one in heaven. And you're not to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, and that's the Messiah. We've seen the disciples argue already about which one of them is the greatest, and asking to sit at Jesus' right hand. The temptation's there for all of us. Position and authority and power and status, they are all available to us at some level. It might be at work, in church, at home, it can be tempting to exert that kind of authority. Position can alter our view of ourselves and the world. We all like praise. But when you live in a way that any kind of criticism is removed, what follows can be very, very dangerous. Our ego becomes inflated. We think that we're always right and that anyone who has anything different to say is out to get us. And so Jesus' advice is to guard against us. Remember your place in all of this. God is in charge, so don't you try to be in charge. Jesus is our guide and our teacher, so don't try to fill those roles. It's another way of saying what we read last week. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind and love your neighbour as yourself. If that's our focus, then we very quickly realise that power and authority are an illusion when we put the needs of others first. Because in looking after them, we are doing what God wants us to do. And when we do that, we find ourselves as servants of others and that's a very different kind of leadership. Jesus came to show us exactly what it looked like to live this way because we find it really, really hard to see beyond the exercise of power and position as leadership. Jesus had power and authority. The difference is that he chose a different way to use it. That's the same choice that we are faced with each day. To answer the question, how will you lead? Most of us don't think of ourselves as leaders. 
we might be someone's boss or have some kind of responsibility for family or, or hold a position maybe in an organisation or a club. But even then, very few of us actually think of ourselves as people that other people look up to or even notice. But I've got news for you. You are the person that other people look to. All of us are. Even though we might not think we do, we watch other people. And other people watch us. They watch us and they gauge our response to things. They evaluate our decision making. They take permission from our actions to behave in a similar way. When Jesus tells his disciples not to be in charge or to seek out positions of importance, he's reminding them that the place that they can have the most influence for good in people's lives is standing right beside them, not looking down on them from above. I like the TV show New Amsterdam. It's about a public hospital in New York and the boss, a man called Max, lives by the question, how can I help? It's leadership through service. The focus on that small question, how can I help? It shapes everything he does and it, in turn it shapes everything that happens in the hospital. How can I help is about doing what you can to encourage and enable other people to be the best that they can be. How can I help places management where it's meant to be? as the thing that serves others, not the thing that prevents progress or makes innovation and change difficult. Imagine we all lived our lives based around that one simple question, how can I help? I wonder, how would it change our days? I wonder, how would it change how we work? I wonder, how would it change the relationship between managers and staff? I wonder, how would it change the relationships in families, between parents and children or between partners? I wonder how it would change our Facebook posts and tweets. Actually, I don't wonder. I know. Asking how can I help and really meaning it would transform our communities and it would transform us. I know that because that's where the church began. With the very people that Jesus is talking to, taking them seriously, trying their very best to do what he asks of them and still asks of us to serve each other to look after each other and to allow ourselves to be looked after too. 2,000 years on, the world is still transformed when we take that message seriously. We've seen it during this year, during the spring, when people looked beyond themselves and reached out to their neighbours. We need some more of that now. We're in for a long, hard winter. So how can you help? How can you help each other? How can you help each other to keep safe? and to keep spirits high. And seeking to live out the question, how can I help? We live what Jesus describes as the greatest commandment. Love God. And the second, which is like it, love one another as yourself. These are the rules the religious leaders told the people to keep, even though they weren't very good at living it out themselves. It was, and it is, good advice. So how can I help? How can you help? Will we choose to serve our neighbour? Will we choose to build people up rather than tear them down? Will we speak truth to power rather than joining in petty political backstabbing? And will you do all that you can? Be a blessing to others, knowing that in doing so, you too will be blessed.
wise one, your knowledge is complete, perfect in every way. We seek to learn and become wiser. We come before you as willing students, ready to listen, to hear your words of wisdom for us today. In your wisdom, you gave each one of us gifts and talents to help build your kingdom. We are sorry for those times when we have failed to use all you have given us. We are conscious that there have been times we have chosen to ignore the needs of others and instead been foolish. We desire wisdom. We long to be more like Jesus in our words and our actions, so forgive us, Lord. We thank you for the men, women and children who wisely use the gifts and talents you have given them, who are making our world a better place to live in. We thank you for all those people who are gifted teachers, helping others to learn and grow in all manner of ways. We thank you for all those people who are enablers, helping people to discover gifts and talents they weren't aware of. We pray for all those people who have been denied from using the gifts and talents they have and who long for an opportunity to use them. We pray for all those people who spend so much time envying the gifts of others, they fail to see their own gifts nor use them well. Lord, in a world full of people who love to proclaim their wisdom but live foolish lives, we pray that your followers would strive to be as wise as Jesus and live as he did. We recommit ourselves to the work you have given us, using all that we have to bring the kingdom of God here and now. Help us as we pray. Hear us as we join in your words, saying, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Thanks for joining us. I hope you found this time together food for your soul. You can find out more about St Ninians and the work that we do, as well as ways to support our work on our website at saint-ninians-stonehouse.org.uk. You can also ask for help there. Just either click the Need Prayer button on the front page or go to the Contact Us page for details of how to get in touch. Following Jesus can be difficult. It's not easy to always get things right. Sometimes it's easier to look good than to be good. So know that as we bring our worship to a close, that you are good enough. For you are beloved of God, upheld by Jesus and accompanied by the Spirit. <laughs>